It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew that also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. And also, we have the Merman. Yo. Who I heard is an expert on the intricacies of an economic policy making. Is that true, Murray? That's true. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, well, well. Thanks to all who've been supporting us on our independent podcast. Please support us and join the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at Buy Me a Coffee dot com forward slash film rage yyc all members get special episodes and content only for members and all members that sign up will get a special limited edition film rage merch item if you cannot commit to a membership you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie shout out to our biggest listening province in canada alberta and still it's new york york new mm. york forget about it wonder bar Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Movies are back at Canyon Meadow Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Ordered concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support. And we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. So for those of you who are watching us on YouTube, you're going to see Jesus Jim today. I'm just letting you all know. Those listening to on our podcast Maybe. are just getting the regular Jim. That's right. Yeah, but then they don't have to look at you. Let's dance. Let's dance. And what? We're streaming, Jim. Yeah, we did, and we do. Streaming. Thanks, Mer. Uh, we're going to be changing our streaming up a little bit here. We've, uh, we're trying to figure out this whole streaming thing through the summertime. We're going to be seeing so many movies in theaters that we're just going to try and change up our streaming section. So stay tuned next week, faithful listeners. It'll probably change again. It's going to change. Because you know what? If you expected things to stay the same, this wouldn't be something to rage about. I'm much more comfortable when things stay the same. Yeah. Well, I'm much more comfortable when I'm uncomfortable. Mm. What do you think of that? I think that's odd. It is. And so am I. Okay. Well, let's talk about some stuff we streamed. I think the Merman streams some stuff too. Um, we're just going to quickly blast through some of our streamings and then maybe we'll agree on a movie next week. Who knows? So that'd be good. Quick one sentence review and a Mondo Rage or Meh. Here we go. Start with Bryce. Give us one. I saw Jolt 
on Amazon Prime. I guess it's just Prime. I always want to say Amazon Prime, but it's just Prime. Yeah, you always give shit to me for that, so get it right, buddy. Was it ever? Was Amazon Prime before though? Wasn't it? Or yeah. is it Amazon Prime when it's you're just like ordering Prime. stuff? It's just Prime. It's always just Prime. It's always just Prime. But it's Amazon. Amazon owns it, but it's still it Prime. So really, saying Amazon Prime is not incorrect. It's not I'm, wrong. I'm perfectly fine with that. But you corrected me months ago. <laughs> so I'm I'm fine with being right if the if you're okay with allowing me to be right. All I know is I'm glad we had this conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw Jolt on Prime. It stars Kate Beckinsale and Stanley Tucci. Ooh. It is a silly action flick, but knows it. Beckinsale has a chance to show that she can be funny, and Stanley Tucci is always great. Jolt was mad. Sweet. Mer, what'd you do? Ah, uh, well, I have a lot of free time now with my, <laughs> with my current uh, vocation. I actually saw two. One was, uh, which was downloaded for me, thanks to Netflix, because they figured I would like it, called Gunpowder Milkshake, mm. starring Karen Gillum from uh, Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, uh, this film was bad. Kind of like John Wick or Taken, but not. Okay. She was a, a female assassin, basically, crosses the wrong people, and they all hunt her down. I watched the first five minutes of it and then turned and it off. It had like the, this all-star cast of supporting characters: uh, Angela Bassett, Carla Gugino, and Michelle Yeoh. It was not worthy of them at all. I think I preferred Karen Gillum in blue makeup. Ah, uh, nice. Rage. What? Murray's giving out rages. Yeah. This is a fantastic episode, people. And next up, I saw one that was in the theaters recently, which these guys already saw, uh, called Wrath of Man. Jason, what's his Statham. name? Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah. Directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it was Guy Ritchie movie, that's why, yeah. I uh, started off loving this film. Uh, the ending was just messy. It's like, it wrapped up way too conveniently and still left me unanswered questions. Like, I still know what the hell. What's happening? I know what's happening. Uh, that was a myth for me. All right. Well, you and Bryce both agreed on a movie. Yeah, I also that gave it a myth. That never happened. And I gave it a Mondo. You gave it a Mondo. I did. All right, well, I saw uh, the movie Gunda. Did you see this one before, Bryce? It is, and, and after seeing this, Bryce has to see this now. It is a form of documentary, nothing spoken through the entire movie. Piglet Births saw Filicide, both horrifying and beautiful simultaneously, black and white farm scenes, including a one-legged rooster. It was a mondo. Hmm. It spoke, to, it spoke to me when I saw it. I was like, this is a movie for Bryce, if any movie ever was. All right. You see something else? Uh, yeah, I finally watched Fear Street Part 3, 1666. Oh, here it comes. So you watched two, too, because you didn't only watched half of two before. Yeah, you? I watched them all now. So, so two is... Two sucks. Is poo? Yeah, two's poo. Three is poo. Three is poo. I was hoping the third installment would justify the almost six hours it took to watch these three films. It was just like the rest of the series. It was a bit of a waste of time, and uh, it was barely a meh. Oh, but it was. It wasn't a rage. There you go. But it's crap. It had some good horror in it. It was nah, fun. It, it was just, like 80 Slasher. Murph, if you haven't seen nah, it, you should check it out. It was, yeah, it's got 80 Slasher stuff uh, all over it. It, it was crap. My, my tablet keeps trying to download those for me, and I keep deleting it. Ah, uh, well, there you go. That's, it really Bra- wants me to watch With it Bryce not loving it, you might actually like it. Perhaps you, you should. Um, okay, I saw Blood Red Sky on Netflix. 
German version of snakes on a plane, but instead of snakes, it was vampires on a plane. Das was good, ya. But still just a meh. But it was Wonderbar. But the end was super dumb and corny. And it was still just a meh. Okay. But it had vampires, so Mer should see it. Maybe. Yeah. Is that it? Is that <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I else. got one more. That's it. We I saw playing with sharks, the Valerie Taylor story. So why was it's on Disney Plus? Who the hell is Valerie Taylor? This movie is super cool, and also a super sexy eighty-year-old shark lover, who now I am in love with. This movie was. Probably the best shark movie documentary I've ever seen. It was Mondo. Cool. She is, just for anybody who's listening, she was one of the very first people, not just women, to ever interact live with sharks. She's also did a lot of work on Jaws, the original movie. She also did, um, I think there's Blue Water, White Death, which she was a big part of as well. So, yeah, everybody should know who Valerie Taylor is. After this episode, go check her out everywhere. I'm in love with her. She's 80 and she's still damn sexy and super smart. And she swims with sharks. All right. Alrighty then. Mm. Well, that's enough for streaming for this week. Yep. All right. So this week we went to the theaters. Uh, we went to Canyon Meadows Cinema and saw Pig. Yeah, thanks, Canyon Meadows. Uh, Pig is the tale of a truffle hunter with a past in the Oregon wilderness that has a pig stolen, which sends him on a search to get it back. It is a story of loneliness, love, loss, regrets, and abandoned dreams. It has a grittiness to it that invites you into this world where underground gambling intersects with four-star restaurants. Our truffle hunter, Rob, is played by Nicolas Cage, who gives an understated... What? Nicolas Cage gives an understated performance? What? An understated, hauntingly effective performance that is the best thing that he has ever done. Oh, my. Cage's performance in this reminded me that there is a top-tier actor buried under the layers and layers of camp. This is the first time... In a while, the cage was doing some version. The cage wasn't doing some version of the same over-the-top character that he does basically in every movie. Yeah. None of the trademark cageisms are present, but instead we get an award-worthy portrayal of a simple man on the surface that, as you peel away the layers, becomes more and more complicated. Cage is flanked by Alex Wolf as Amir, who is a young actor on the rise and is perfectly cast opposite Cage. They are joined by Adam Arkin as Darius, Amir's father, who gives one of the better performance, performances that he has ever given. Mm-hmm. In fact, probably, uh, once again, best performance I've ever seen him in. I, yeah, I, seen would, him I would say I would agree. Uh, it is a stunning feature debut, and I'm looking forward to whatever he does next as far as director Michael Sarko- Sarnoski <laughs> goes. Um, well done, my yes. friend. Well uh, done. He literally transported me into this world in such a way that I felt a part of it. Um, this is not the movie I was expecting when I entered the theater, <laughs> and I am so grateful for that, as this was so much more than I thought it could be. Pig is a darn near perfect movie that has actors doing the best work they have ever done 
along with a, with superior writing and character development, as well as a director that invites you right into the world he has created. Quite simply, Pig is Mondo. Oh, snap. Now, Murr, you got to see this. Did you get to see all of it right to the very end? Uh, I did. I'd rather you go first, though. Are you sure? Yes. Are you? Oh, Murr wants to end off with a bang. Oh, no, no. You go first. Okay. Well, Bryce and I have a similar feeling on this one, and I have a feeling Murray's going to have not the same feeling. This is not... When I was watching this movie, I'm thinking, this is not a Murray movie mm. at all. So we'll get to hear that. I want to build the suspense for all our listeners to find out what the merman's going to say about this movie pig. So from the trailers of this, I thought I was going to get John Wick meets Mandy, but with a pig. But what we got was Babe meets Leaving Las Vegas with a pig. I guess. (laughs) This was nothing I was expecting. So, (laughs) so great to again see another side of Nicolas Cage. All slow moving and super controlled. It seemed weird at first. The writing in this film was sparse and perfect. Every line, every look was so well crafted. The build on this film was so slow and methodical. Cage was at the very top, very, very top of his broody powder keg best. The whole film, you're wondering, when are we gonna get crazy psycho Nick? but he just drives the underlining tension that pushes the story forward. There are parts of this that kept you guessing what exactly was happening and what would happen next. At at the time, the back of your mind, you're thinking, when is Nick going to explode? The whole movie, I kept thinking that. Almost every moment he makes in this film is slow and drawn out like a man not in a rush to do anything. The dialogue and facial expressions really built the character in a way that seems natural and pure. Nothing seems wasted, even the extended shots or looks. The story is really not really that complex, really, but it builds a unique picture of the world of restaurants, truffles, and loss of many of our characters. This film was delicious and a character-driven, slow-moving love story about a man and his best friend that, with love, you can get your freaking shit together if it's important. Oh, plus, this film was also Mondo. And I had a favorite line which everybody who watched this movie was absolutely thinking, and that is when Nicolas Cage said, I don't fuck my pig. That was so not my favorite line. It was such a good line. Because the whole time people are going like, this is creepy, and he's got too much attention to this pig. I I, I was never, my mind never went down that avenue. Oh, it it was right on the avenue. And the guy asked it, so it must have been on other people's avenue too. Yeah. You're all but I was, sick, sick individuals. I would, well, we do watch a lot of sick movies, so it's quite possible that it could have been. But which made it such a perfect movie because was, he wasn't having sex was, with his pig. It was so good. Mm. I mean, I've never seen Nicolas Cage better. I was, I thought I was going to like this. I didn't know I was going to love it the way I did. Like, this is, def- is going to be, I guarantee at the end of the year when we're doing our top ten, it's in my top three. Yep. And now... What everybody's been waiting for, Murray's review of Pig. Well, as you mentioned, I did not enjoy this as much as you two. <laughs> I did not Nicholas think Nicholas Cage would. lovers did. 
bored. That's what I was feeling when I was watching this film. Bored. And oh my god, was it slow. It was slow. What was the perfect. hell is a truffle anyway? They're delicious. Some kind of mushroom or fungus. Yes. Pass. Uh, some people, actually, I read multiple online uh, descriptions of this movie describing it as John Wick-like. That was not me. That's what somebody online said about it. Well, they obviously didn't watch the then movie. It was not. No. The only thing Cage's character is good at, besides cooking, apparently, is getting punched in the face. He is good at Which that. was good, yeah. He did that a And lot. I could not stand his sidekick. The poser oh, wannabe gangster with You're serious daddy issues. Perfect foil. Annoyed the crap out of me. Nice. His voice, everything about him annoyed the crap out of me. Uh, I used to like Nicolas Cage. His last few movies have left me either blah or WTF. He is now on my doubted list. Oh. I'm giving this a rage. Well now. This, this, was, is, this, this is like the best movie of the year. And thank you both for making me watch it. Yeah, we didn't make you. We invited you. It was on our list, wasn't and it? And it was on our... Yeah, I love it. That just be, We just have to put things on the list and he'll see it. This is the best day of my life. If it's in a theater, I will. Nice. I, Streaming, not so much. I am going to be watching this one again. I'm going to buy this one, actually. Yeah. This will be one I'll buy. This, 100%. It was so good. Okay, well, from there... We traveled to Murray's favorite G.I. Joe character. That's right. When we got to see the movie Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, you lose. Uh, This movie, uh, I'm I'm not going to read the IMDb because it's very... Well, you know what? I will. A G.I. Joe spinoff centered around the character of Snake Eyes. It no, pretty much sums it up. I couldn't have said it's it not any a better. It's an origin story. Yeah, spin-off of the G.I. Joe characters. It, I don't think there's anything to do with the last two. Like, yeah. They're not the same characters. Like, uh, there's no Channing Tatum. Oh, okay. That it's Channing Tatum, no Channing Tatum. It's not it's, really a... It's, it's an origin story. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I thought of this movie. Snake Eyes, you lose. Uh, had a real classic Kung Fu Ninja films of the past type of thing going on for some of the action sequences. The story kind of typical for what you'd expect from a children's toy turned comic book turned lunchbox turned saturday afternoon cartoon show turned live action franchise it had a great fight scene or two some cool stabbing stuff with swords but the story is predictable and nonsensical i find it funny they put this streetwise dude through challenges without any training just saying you know Let's just put him in these challenges that he should be able to figure out, which made no sense. Then he magically has ninja powers and becomes the bestest ninja ever. Huh? I didn't get that either. Uh, And then there was the dumb. The snake eyes dude goes out riding a motorcycle in Tokyo for, for what reason? Like he's in this place to train to be a ninja and he borrows their motorcycle to go riding. Like that didn't seem suspicious right from the very beginning. I'm kind of like, okay, someone's going to start him. following him. That's why she followed him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, um, 
It is a children's toy made into a movie, so I didn't really expect much for a story of the complexity. It's simply simple so that kids can take a break from playing G.I. Joe to go watch a movie about G.I. Joe. The action was okay, but waiting for action sequences between unoriginal stories got old by the end of the film. Hmm. Getting his suit also near the end did not make any sense whatsoever. It was like, I thought this was going to be this big transformable thing about the the suit, but no, there's just like, oh yeah, and by the way, here's your suit. And you've got this helmet thing that covers your face. There's no reason for it. It's just like they ran out of stupid ideas, so they said, oh, here's your outfit. Um, and then the fact that Tommy at the end, sorry, I'm going to put a spoiler in here, just magically decides to go work for Cobra. Like he's like so family focused the entire movie. And at the end he's like, yeah, I'm going to be a villain. Then I'm just going to pick this random name out of a box for what my name is. Our, our villains uh, force like powers with the stone at the end was also annoying. He was, he was using them and then he wasn't using them. And then he could have destroyed them all just in seconds, but he didn't. Um, plus I has to be brought up. You cast a British Japanese actor in a movie where he's supposed to have a Japanese accent. There's a whole bunch of Japanese actors that could have made that. I'm sorry, it, it was bothering me. By the time I got to the end, I was so done with this movie and the franchise. I lost hope again in cinema. This annoyed me. If, if, if you were with me at the theaters when I walked out, I turned to Bryce and I said, I don't know if I can do this anymore, Bryce. I don't think I can do it anymore. This movie was a rage. I did like some of the fight scenes, though, but the movie itself was a rage. Over to you, Mur. <laughs> All right, then. Well, not surprisingly, I again uh, had the opposite opinion of the two of you. Okay. Well, you, you don't know what I think yet. <laughs> well, I, I saw you shake your head as soon as you mentioned the name of the movie. Uh, I can read your mind, Bryce. Yeah, it's true. so bad. I love it. Okay, well, let's find out if this gets a model. Are we okay, doing a reverse okay. here? First of all, this was my favorite G.I. Joe growing up. We did know that. I did not have a lot of money back then to buy them. I did have Snake Eyes. Cool. And yeah, he's a freaking ninja. He yeah. He doesn't talk, and he uses a sword. I was actually really enjoying this origin story until Cobra showed up. Uh-oh. The first half of the movie was freaking awesome for me. I loved the whole origin story. I loved how he was basically a dirtbag. bag you know, double agent until he found redemption. Like, he, he was a bad guy. Like, he, did, he didn't start off as a hero. Yeah. Not like Bruce Wayne or something. I mean, he, he was a bad guy to start mm -hmm. off with. He had one motive. Mm -hmm. That was to kill the guy who killed his dad. He didn't give a crap about him. Yes, else. and he had to be bad to be that. Exactly. Because I don't think he was bad. I think he was a good guy, well, no, but, but he, he had to be bad, bad to yeah. get his well, ultimate motive. Hence the, the scene where he almost got killed by the snakes because mm -hmm. he didn't have a pure heart he there did not he was not pure at um, all i did appreciate all the ladies kicking ass in this movie especially the grandmother the grandmother was hot she was awesome mm -hmm. but yeah the ending was predictable i mean come on a dude wearing a white outfit and carrying two swords hello storm shadow yeah for those of you who don't follow the comics or the exactly movies, uh that's his main enemy yes like the two of them are the it only, wasn't a surprise. The, like the only ninjas in the whole G.I. Joe universe. Exactly. Uh, I still enjoyed all the action. A whole lot better than those last two with Channing Tatum and that rock guy. Exactly. But it's still just a man. What? <laughs> Aw. Go Joe. <laughs> Go Joe. Okay. All right. Ricey Poo. 
Uh, yeah, Snake Eyes bored me to the point that I fell asleep before the end, so I have no idea how this snooze fest concluded. <laughs> Director Robert Schwenke must want to induce motion, motion sickness as his shaky camera movements caused me some queasiness, especially through his disjointed action sequences. Henry Golding takes a step backwards by involving himself in this crap fest. Hopefully he can involve himself in some better projects going forward. If this vehicle was supposed to jumpstart the G.I. Joe franchise, it failed miserably as it left the series stalled out on the side of the road. Although I mentioned I did sleep through the last 10 minutes or so, so if the ending salvaged the film, please let me know and I'll find a way to view the conclusion. No, the ending was terrible. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> but from what I saw, this was mindless entertainment, or at least half of that as, you know, it wasn't entertaining. The movie was a pointless rage. Well, no Mondos this week for our good old G.I. Joe. A real American, American hero. hero. Nice. Stereo. Okay. Well, let's talk oh, yeah, to the that. one that we've been right. waiting for all our lives. All right. Uh, one of the movies we did actually all see together because, you know, some of us work in weekends. Exactly. Uh, was old. The new movie by M. Night Shyamalan. Shimmy Shimmy. Shimmy Shimmy Shyamalan. It was a thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discovered this secluded beach where they relax for a few hours is causing everyone to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a couple of days. Um, yeah. Uh, a good <laughs> cast. As soon as Rufus Sewell showed up, I knew he was a bad guy. You just knew it. Has he ever not been cast as a complete asshole? The ending was mildly surprising, but not one of M. Night's best. Only mildly scary and just a man. Okay, so... Um... Was he a bad guy or is he just mentally ill? No, he wasn't. He would have got off. He wasn't with, a bad guy. He was an asshole. He was just mentally ill. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't end up basically doing a lot of bad stuff during the movie. He did. He was bad. And nobody seemed but to stop if him. he would have got off on mental illness, though, yeah, he wouldn't that. have been charged with murder. I don't know about that. He wasn't very nice to begin with. True enough. All right, Bryce. Tell us what you thought of old. All right, well, old was a good movie. Not a great movie as there are some inconsistencies, but it is visually stunning and the concept lends itself to some unforgettable scenes. The scene where Crystal, played by Abby Lee, breaks bone after bone and instantly heals makes the entire film worth watching. That just that, grossed me out. In that minute alone, loved that sequence. We are thrown into a world as the viewer uh, and we are going along for the ride with the characters as they try to figure out what is happening. Alex Wolf again, we saw him earlier in Pig, continues to do good work as he was solid, and it was nice to see Gail Garcia Bernal here as well. Uh, I was a little let down by the over-explaining of the film at the end, but it was still a solid effort from M. Night Shyamalan in a career that has had some major hits and misses, but he does always seem to be swinging for the fences with his projects, so I kind of respect that. I do wish he would have let me draw my own conclusions towards the end instead of trying to connect every single dot which turned this film from great to good. 
but the film was still conceptually solid and visually stunning. It felt like an episode of The Twilight Zone, but on a grander scale, which was cool. But because of the spoon-fed ending, old was meh. Huh. Interesting. Well, let me give you my take on this movie, which kind of entered me into a rolling ball of rage. I like that it. never ended. So before the movie, I'm thinking to myself, and I actually think I said this, is this the unbreakable M. Night Shyamalan or is this the airbender M. Night Shyamalan? As feared, it was the later. This was an airbender version of M. Night. I'm thinking he should probably go back and make his great TV show, Servant, which is awesome, by the way. The CLFs started out annoying, but got better as they the film and they aged. The dialogue or maybe the delivery and timing of this film seemed off a bit and not natural, which at first I actually liked, but as the film progressed, it got weirder and not necessarily weirder in a good way. I felt as I sat through almost two hours that after seeing the trailer, I really didn't need to see this movie. There was no big M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong surprise at the end. Everything happened just like the trailer told us that it would. So nothing in this was a surprise. Not one, not one thing. I liked a few things in this film. For example, I love seeing M. Night doing his Hitchcock cameo thing. I actually like the idea of this story. And to Bryce's point, some of the visuals were very well done. But I think uh, it would have been better if it was a short because two hours of predictability and unoriginality got old really fast the science was half-baked where some of it followed the universe they created and other times it didn't but some of the problems i had was first off and this is a big one for me they had to show pretty much everything in this movie but nobody fucking pooped in the whole movie they showed the kids eating non-stop through the entire movie and yet ah. and yet they're they, they, they had to break. This is the thing that bothers me. If you're going to try and make things science and explain science, then someone should have explained why nobody fucking pooped. I could not get past the fact because guess what? People poop. And if people Everybody are eating that poops. much food, they're going to poop. So no one seemed really stressed out in this entire movie. As you're watching the movie and it's unfolding, not one person was really all that stressed out about the fact that they figured out that these kids had aged five years and 20 minutes. I didn't feel the intensity this film was supposed to have brought. The kids aged pretty soon in the movie, and then they did not really put two and two together right away. And for them to say, oh, well, we're not aging, it made no sense. People, kids don't age five years in a matter of 20 minutes, and it can't be affecting everybody else. I mean, I don't even have to know that we age because I've looked the same age for the last 20 years. It's not, it's not science there. But there was things that were happening all the time through the movie that these people all written as intelligent characters and not one of them made themselves out to be intelligent whatsoever. You've got, um, you've got doctors, nurses, psychiatrists or psychologists, and they all were just really, really, really stupid. All that eating, and again, no one pooped. I just have to keep saying this. Nobody pooped in the entire movie. The part that probably pushed me over the edge the most was the one character who seemed to have the most intelligence, which was the, uh, the nurse, the guy who was the swimmer. And 
So they're in the movie, and you know you all these him. things are happening. Really? Yeah, he was the smartest one. He's the one that actually said we. He's the one that came up with the theory. Said we need to come up with some theories how to deal with this, and everybody was just running around going, oh, "We can't have a theory. This is just blah blah blah." And he's like, he's like, "Okay, well, what if we actually tried to walk really slowly through that pass?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a really good idea. Why doesn't somebody do it?" Just like everything in this movie, they come up with something and then they don't follow anything. They just move on to something else. But but so he decides he's gonna go swimming and they already know because the, the black dude that was there on the beach when they got there told them that his girlfriend that died went out into the water and she was a really good swimmer. So they already know everybody that tries to leave the beach passes out. It's been shown multiple times. So he gets in the water and then nobody nobody watches to see if he's okay that made it was just like what he goes out in the water and just gonna be like oh yeah well let's just move on to something else he's off swimming he's gonna he's, be fine he's swimming he's once gonna he be gets, fine once he gets 30 yards out you, you can still him. see oh no, my god can't. you could clearly see the edge of the island where they had to swim yeah, to. But they, you can clearly was, see him this swimming wasn't a, this wasn't a swimming pool there's waves oh, whatever what, i'm not sure if you've ever been to a beach bryce are, but i have, I have been, been to a, bri as have a beach I. many times and i can see people swim in the waves for miles ah. and yet nobody cared to watch him prior to this though every everybody that tried to leave my side reminder everybody passes out so they were also much more excited than oh maybe we should watch the guy who's swimming in water who could easily die to watching a girl climb up a hill which they know she's going to pass out anyway and we just lose focus on on again this movie just keeps switching focus it's like it's like the shell game at the uh, whatever it's called, three-card Monty or whatever it is, and you're just like, okay, no one's really focused in this entire movie, so they're just games, putting little sure. tiny things as you're watching it. Three-card Monty shell game. Yeah, three-card three, three card Monty shell game is what I felt watching this movie. Three-shell Monty. Plus, if a guy cuts someone's face with a knife, you probably should take the knife away from him. Yeah, that was quite stupid. That was, again, it's just one stupid thing and after he, the other. And, mentally Ill. and then when he asked about Robert De Niro for the third time, they should, no, they took the knife away from him after he killed somebody. Yeah. That's logical. I'm sorry. He sliced someone's face open. Just a and little bit. And yeah, then he healed oh, right away. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, we should let him hold that knife because he's perfectly sound. Uh, Robert uh, De Niro, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I, I had to go home because the freaking movie didn't tell you what goddamn movie those two were in together. I had to look it up. <laughs> it was some stupid western, nineteen seventy four. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, they never. They just put that seed in your head, and they never explained it. Yeah. So this had much too many intelligent people completely clueless in a movie that we knew everything we needed to know from the trailer. I'm sorry, M Night. This is. Way too airbender and not enough sixth sense for me. I am going to blame both the direction, which I felt was not building any suspense or intrigue, and the writing, which I felt could have made intelligent people more intelligent in this film. This film was a huge rage for me, and it just started a snowball for the evening, which by the end of it, I had a very rageful so night. It wasn't Snake Eye's fault. It was in my Shyamalan's fault. Yeah, he, we he saw put, this. He put you in a rage. He started me on the rage path for sure, Mur. I liked it. Yeah. Well, you're an idiot. It was good. <laughs> you like okay. It wasn't great. It uh, wasn't I, great. I literally. It was good. You could watch. 
even one of these things in one of the movies we've like seen could throw you over the edge of stupidity. I like And it. yet there was 72. I probably could count 72 uh, items in this movie. I respectfully disagree with a bunch of okay, stuff. Okay, maybe 71. I don't, I don't, you were watching something different than me. This was basically a, a, a live performance other than when they got to the part where they were near the end and they had to go overnight. It was literally a live process. The movie was, was basically live. You weren't missing anything. They weren't, there wasn't gaps of time where they weren't together. It was just one scene from another scene to another scene to another scene to another scene that all were stupid and didn't make any sense. And it didn't tell me anything more than the trailer told well, me. So I only needed to see a minute and a half This wasn't shot in movie. real time. I it don't was know. pretty much real no, time. No, it wasn't. Yes. It was. No, watch it. it. Wasn't. People go watch it. Tell me this isn't shot in real time. It's Tell me you can't get annoyed time. by nobody pooping. Tell me that you can't they're, they're, get annoyed by nobody having any intelligence they, in this. They definitely show it on camera. That's all. They just didn't show it on camera. I don't know why you want. I have no idea why you want M Night Shyamalan to focus on someone taking a dump. I don't understand he, it. He had to show them eating all the time. Why did that? He why did. was that even he didn't important? Show them he eating did. all the time. He showed they had no, all the food, did. and then the kids were always going back to the bucket. Yeah, and then, the adults were. And then I know they weren't. The adults weren't eating. They even talked about kids that. Kids are growing. Ugh. Yeah, this movie was terrible. I liked it. Didn't love it. This is all right. It's mess. Awful. A lot of rage. A lot of rage. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Oh, my rage is so deep today, people. So, so deep. I actually have two rages. Is that allowed? I don't know. How big is your rage? Mine's mini. Okay, well, I'm going to do two. That'll be quick. So, Rage 1. I don't care. Dominate the podcast, Jim. Movies about fucking toys. Really? Like toys that you have sex with? Well, that's what I did with my G.I. Joes. They they fit nicely in my rectum. (laughs) Is that what you mean? That's the problem, Jim. What? I enjoyed my... I thoroughly enjoyed my G.I. Joes when I was a kid. Pretty... Did you have like the full size ones then? Like no, I didn't. No, I, I was too young for that. I didn't learn about that till I was older. Oh, okay. But but yeah, I mean, toys. I don't understand our universe. I don't understand why people. Sorry, Murray, but I don't understand why people want to see toys made into movies. I don't get it. That's my first rage. My second rage. Yes. Is if you're gonna have people eating all day long. You better they well show poop. that somebody had to poop. And that's those are my double rage this week. That I have, it. That's I have no idea. Why do you want to see people pooping on camera? I think Why don't you is a better I question. I think you need to see someone about this. There are definitely that was, some underlying really, issues that here. Was, well, if, if you're doing with G.I. Joe's what you think you're doing, you're going to have to poop at some point. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But... Actually, that was the poop one wasn't my rage, but I was raging about it earlier. But the, re- the my real rage is yeah, don't yeah. make a trailer that tells the whole movie. If they would have made a trailer that was more mystical, well, trailer for which okay, one? go back and watch the trailer, and one? then and then the maybe movie. this movie will be a rage for you because you literally saw the entire movie in the trailer. I saw the movie poster. It didn't tell me the whole film. Yeah, go watch the trailer. Mm. Now that you've seen the movie, go see the trailer. Why, why would I do that? Yeah, just do it. I want to see if this changes your viewpoint on the movie. <laughs> okay, I'll watch the trailer. <laughs> All right.
sure it'll change how I feel about the movie. <laughs> Maybe you'll notice that nobody pooped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm going to make this quick. My rage this week is filmmakers over explaining their film in its final act. I could have given old Amondo this week if it wasn't for the final act. It is okay for a filmmaker to let his audience draw its own conclusions. Sometimes that is the fun of going to some movies. If you have me thinking at the end of a movie, that is good. Sometimes there is no explanation necessary. That is my rage. Looking for a podcast all about nerddom? Want a podcast with an emphasis on representation? The Nerd Alternative is the podcast for you. Join me, Ram. Me, Hassan. And me, Levi. Three black British nerds tackling the pop culture we love and sharing why we love them. The Nerd Alternative, a sweet melting pot of all things nerdy. Fucking love these nerds. (laughs) They are my favorite Twitter nerds. I'm just saying. Shout out, buddies. All right. Good stuff. All right. Well, I've been told to make this short, so I will try. This week we're talking about big surprise M Night Shyamalan. All right. Back in theaters this summer with Old. This is the latest in a long line of strange movies with even stranger plot twists. They definitely weren't all winners. Today I'm going to look at the worst and best of the plot twists. He swings for the fences. I am purposely leaving out the Unbreakable Glass Split Trilogy because I haven't seen them. Ooh, see, Unbreakable. It's Here good. goes. And spoiler good. alert, I will be revealing stuff. What? What a uh, twist. First up, the worst twist. is The Happening. Without oh, a doubt, one of the most bizarre films of the 21st century. I liked it. The Happening re- represents the implosion of M. Night phenomenon in real time. It was his first R-rated film. Didn't take long to realize this is a failure on every conceivable level. I liked it. From the central plot of plants wiping out humanity. Plants are evil, Murray. Toxins. You're you're a you're a meteorologist. That's right. To Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel's laughable performances. I like it. To its multiple scenes with characters literally running away from the wind. I know. The vegetables in the wind. (laughs) <laughs> I liked it too. And we got Lady in the Water. Oh, I really liked it. Now, I like Bryce Dallas Howard. After all, Who she's, doesn't? A, she's the daughter of my favorite director and Happy Days character. But this Laverne? was Laverne? Richie Cunningham. Richie Cunningham. Oh, right. It's ridiculous fantasy concerning a water nymph. That's pretty funny. Played by Eddie Howard, who trusts an apartment super, played by Paul Giamatti to help her escape a pack of supernatural creatures called Scrunts. What a great name, Scrunts. I just like saying it. Scrunt. And then my Shyamalan was in this one too. He played some kind of... He always, he does his Hitchcock thing and everything. But he can't act. He's like Tarantino. He shouldn't be in fine. I like Tarantino. Then of course we have Old, which we just saw. Which is a rage. I'll cut to the the chase, the line which Jim already used. Uh, 
The film's surface level execution renders it like its characters. It gets old fast. Yes, it does. Non poopers. Non poopers. Then we have signs. This film was actually quite scary and freaky up until the end. Uh, Shemelin's balance of light humor, nervy terror, and warm humanity is on display for much of this movie. Uh, the ex-priest and a family man who discovers signs of extraterrestrial life. Mug Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix give solid performances. The first reveal of the alien during the news footage was actually one of the scariest moments in the film. Unfortunately, the ending is completely ruined. The aliens are afraid of water? Give who a, isn't? Give me a break. Wicked Witch of the West, man. Next up, we have The Village. Oh, yeah. Again with Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, this is one of his most ambitious and haunting films. The twist is a bit of a meh. Adrian Brody's performance was un- as unwatchable as Bryce Dallas Howard's was underrated. While the reveal that society would dress up as monsters to keep its inhabitants from the real world might be laughable, that's kind of the point. Wait a minute. Are you saying Bro-Bro wasn't great in this? Bro-Bro? I hate Bro-Bro. He was terrible in this. Uh, probably this is where I started not liking him. Uh, once again, a fairly thrilling movie is ruined by a surprise ending. The villagers don't know they're living in modern society. <gasps> spoiler! Yeah, right. <laughs> I did give a spoiler alert. You did. Plus, this movie came out like 16 years ago. Uh, finally, we have the number one of all time, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Still the best. This movie creeped me out. I see dead people. I am a sucker for a good ghost ghost story, and this one delivered. I jumped at every new dramatic twist. I was completely unprepared for the twist at the end. Plus, Tony Collette. Oh, yeah, baby. I love Tony Collette. Sixth Sense will be a masterpiece. It's not to say the ending isn't a total gut punch, but M. Night Shyamalan weaves the tale of a child psychologist looking to help a young boy who sees dead people with such precise tension. Is genuinely frightening, and much of the terror comes from what is unseen. Mm-hmm. It's really too bad Shemlin can't seem to repeat the success of this awesome film. I would 100% agree with That's you. That's what I got. I don't know. Murray, your list was awesome. I tried. And M. Night, I agree with Murray. Needs to make better movies. Yes, you do. Go back to making TV shows. You should do go. really well. All right. What you got this week, bitches? Come on. The list. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about M. Night. Sure. Let's all put him on. Let's get him on. Let's get him on the rope. So he's got to start over. That's the one thing. But was he actually on the... Could he have made the list before he made this movie? Are we talking as a terrible actor or as a terrible direct director? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you actually make a good point, Murray. <laughs> I think he's only in his own movies, though, isn't he? Yeah, but he's made at least eight of those. Yeah? Okay. Well, well you got to pay... Was he an airbender? You got a you got a pen there, little buddies. You got a hundred pens. Do you want a jump piece of paper? All right, so we're going we're gonna start. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, man, he might actually make the he actually might make the doubted list. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go backwards because he can't. He's got to start over because old for me was a rage. So man. right away. It's a rage, so he's got to start over. Uh, glass. Did you see Glassmer? Bryce? Yeah, I like Glass. Did you? Is it a Mondo? I think it was a Mondo. I gave it a man. 
Okay. I'm just saying, write it down. I'm writing bitch. it down. Split. Mondo. Okay. I also like mon- split Mondo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the visit. I actually didn't see this. I didn't either. So I didn't talk about it. Man. It was like evil grandparents. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's the evil grandparents. It. Yeah, I saw this. It was a man. Uh, after Earth was a rage. After Earth? Yeah, it says he's... He did that? He did After Earth with Will Smith's yeah. kid? Yeah, he directed that. Was did he actually direct that? <laughs> That's what it says in IMDb, unless uh, it's lying to us. I one, didn't even know that. That, that one was got awful. so many bad It videos. was awful, yeah. All right. Um, the so last one? So it's a... Ra- I don't know. What, what are we doing with this? Well, maybe he's actually... Oh, we had a Mondo, though. We can go... We just got to start over. I just want to talk about M. Night Shyamalan and his movies. Well, hi. Well, did you have anything else to talk about? Uh, how about Stanley Tucci? Didn't we talk about Stanley Tucci already once? I don't know. Like, I want to talk about Stanley Tucci. You want to talk about M. Night Shyamalan? M. Night Shyamalan can't be on any list. He so can... what? Stanley Tucci's always uh, he's always on a list. Let's put him on again. Uh, well, have we talked Is about Stanley Tucci? Is he on a list? Tucci? I don't even know. Uh, well, should you? He should be. Shouldn't you know that before you bring him forward? You brought up M. Night Shyamalan when you He's know he not absolutely can't be on any list. Well, I said we could, maybe he could have been on the list. But, but we established very, in like very... the first seven seconds that he couldn't be, <laughs> and we're still going on with it. People want to know what we think of M. Night Shyamalan. I think you've made it clear how, how you feel about M. Night Shyamalan, as uh, have I. We like him, but he makes bad movies. I, I like him, and he makes good movies. <laughs> he used to make good movies. <laughs> okay, the Tuchinator. Let's find Tuchinator. Let's go on with the Tuchinator. I just saw him in another movie the other day. I think he's pretty hit and miss. He's I think he's yeah. pretty mesmerizing though. Yeah. He is mesmerizing. I don't know if I could, I don't think we could give him a He's been in too many movies. He he picks too many movies. He's in a lot of movies. Right? Yes. He has been in more movies than other people. Than other people. Than most other I'm just, I'm just uh, searching to see if I thought we had. I mean, when when he was on that a couple movies ago, didn't we talk about him? Man, we should probably remember if we talked about. He's definitely not on. He's not definitely not on the endowed list. Okay, let's bring him out. Oh, bitch, get your name out. Okay. Uh, Jolt, he just did. Yeah, I like Jolt. Was it Amondo? No, it was there. Okay. It's a, it's a he did. He was in the movie Witches, Witches, which is animated, but he's actually not animated, and that was a rage. Supernova. So, do you still want Supernova wanna, was Mondo. Do you still want to talk? Do you still want to talk about Stanley Tucci because he made a rage? Well, you know what? We were just talking about M Night Shyamalan, even though he had back to back Mondos. Yeah. But so he didn't have a rage right thing. now. Okay, so he's made a rage. So and we, then we stopped talking. Then we stopped talking about because I stepped in. You wanted to keep okay, on well, going. Well, I did, but now I can't, so we can't do the same thing for Tucci. Tucci's already got a rage in the middle of the sandwich, so he's done. Supernova was Mondo. <laughs> Supernova was Mondo. <laughs> he's also in all the all the Hunger Games too. Just. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah but that's like probably twenty seven. And he was one in one of my favorite bad movies, uh, Burlesque. I remember when he was in the Children <laughs> Act. When we talked about the Children Act. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was a meh. I think it was. No, I, yeah, I, it was a meh. Did because, I give it a meh? Yeah, it was a meh. Yeah, liked it a lot. We had to go back, and he was terrible in it. 
Like, that was the worst acting I've oh, ever seen. Oh, he wasn't terrible. He it? was awful. Go but back and listen to our episode where I, sl- lamb base, where I lamb based him. Oh, plus, he's in Transformers the oh, last oh, night. <laughs> Talking As about say, movies made trans- of toys. Transformers See, is undoubtedly the one it's, the one series that has sunk so many people <laughs> that can never be on the undoubted list. See, that here's the problem, Jim. What? It's all Michael Bay's fault. No, okay, so and, Murray, until, until he made the no, first Transformers movie... People weren't making movies about toys. But, Murray, you have to realize that it's not Michael Bay's fault. It's Bryce's fault. Because what? Michael Bay would be on our, our on our doubted list forever. But Bryce gave one of his movies no, a Mondo. I'm talking about is movies made from to- about toys. Oh, I know. That's Michael Bay's <laughs> fault. I just wanted to bring up the fact that I don't even Michael Bay should be undoubted that. or should be doubted. But because of Bryce, he's not. Which That's one, all I'm which saying. Which movie was it? Michael Bay. Pain and Game. Oh, yeah. I love that go. movie. It's a meh. It's and, a Mondo. And he's completely doubted. Other than that I one movie. I can't believe that that was, yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah, oh, I think you should go back and watch it. Is, Can you just please go back and watch it again and see if it's still a Mondo? I don't because know. Because maybe, well, because we could really get Michael Bay on the list, which he really should be. Was How it? many movies back? Uh, that must be. That was a long time ago. I don't want to talk about the, him again. But he's rage, 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 rage. But Mondo. Mondo. So yeah, you should really go back and watch it. Yeah, is that with Mark Wahlberg and yeah. The Rock? Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. It was a man. And that was a Mondo for you. It for was a Mondo. Yeah. Yeah. See, Murray. See what I have to deal with. So, while you were gone, this is what I had to live with. <laughs> Thank God you're back. All right, so the list is a bit of a strikeout unless anybody's got anybody real that they did research for as we brought it up. Uh, research? Well, did the work ahead of time. No, I got. I didn't do anything. I got nothing. I, I didn't nothing. do any work. Nothing. Nothing, honey? No. Nothing. Nothing, honey? Well, we should talk about M. Night Shyamalan some more. Yeah, we probably should, actually. Some of us have to go home to sleep at some point. <laughs> Sleeping's for dogs, Murray. Sleepings for dogs. Let sleeping dogs lie. All right. Last week on Rager Dare, Bryce boarded the Dare train when he pulled the Pauly Shore comedic masterpiece, Biodome. Biodome. From our listener's Dare bag. This week, Jim gets to fondle two different bags. When he chooses to Rage or Dare, let's check in with Bryce and see if the Dare train did a stopover in Rageville or did he go straight to Pauly World? Buddy. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Buddy? Buddy? I don't know that. It's kind of polyshoreism. Yeah, kind of. Or just shoreism. Yeah. All right. Biodome starring Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin was... Terrific. Bad. <laughs> Terrifically bad? The fact that Polly Shore got to make as many movies as he did is beyond me. This was an excruciating watch as we witnessed some of the worst dialogue ever written. Here are some of the lines that were uttered by Bud, played by Polly Shore. Buddy. Buddy. We have chippies. We have chippies. We got lots of stuff to eat. Nice. Shave down pool Nazis oiling up our women and swimming with them in an Olympic-sized toilet. I'm liking this movie. I might go back and watch it. And then when he asks what he wants out of life, Bud responds to die and come back as a leotard. Mm, Leotards. Funny stuff. Just so very funny. Solid. Rock solid. 
The movie was, however, consistent as it was equally dumb at the beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> the film is what the Rager Dare segment is all about, as Biodome was bad on a level that I did not know even existed. Seriously, how did Pauly Shore get to make seven movies in the, in the 90s? How did he have a career as well? It's know. crazy. Long story short, this was a torturous rage, and the person who put this one forward should be commended for their perfect contribution to the segment. <laughs> this was... I'm sitting there I like... I don't have to clap. <laughs> I just... Cringing. It was... It was cringe-inducing. It was like what everything in it was... That's true. Did you, okay, here's the, here's the big question. Yeah. Did you feel like you lost more of your IQ by watching this movie? Did you get dumber as you watched the movie? Yeah. I, I don't have much of an IQ left. I know. So you did, it, did it take more from you? You should have known me like 15 years ago. You would have said, wow, that guy's pretty smart. We, we couldn't have known you. Murray and I have been the same our whole lives. Yeah. So we just wouldn't have been able. You would have been so up here and yeah. we're so down here. Yeah. It's finally that you've we caught up to We had to bring you down us. to our level. That's right. <laughs> I've come down to your level and now I'm going below You're it. You're going below it. So to Polly Shore push you below <laughs> our level. It's not for me to judge, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Can you, Kate, can you say a, a complete sentence without accidentally going, Buh. I believe I still could say a complete sentence. <laughs> you almost didn't. He is dumber, people. I, I, thank you. I'm pretty. Thank you, listeners. Uh, yeah, yeah. This this is just another fantastic example. Mm. Of what you do for us to bring us the rage. Yeah, this one was well played. Well played. It's, well played. It was. It was. It was really hard. Might I suggest somebody's next suggestion? Jury duty. Oh yeah, yeah. someone should dare us to see that. Yeah. Um, no more Pauly Shore. Okay, so I get to choose either a braces bag or the dare bag. What do you think? Let me feel these yeah, bags. You haven't done. Is you this, done my bag in a while. Is I, this the dare bag? That's mine. Okay, and where's the dare bag? Dare bag is here. And where's my bag? Your That's bag's okay. Here. You know what? Yeah, sure. I'll take from you. Okay. Here, here's Brace's Watch bag. I can pull it up myself now, baby. I know. Don't look at it. I'm not. I'm just fondling it. I'm fondling your bag. What's this? This fell out of your bag. Is this? Has that been watched? No, that hasn't. That didn't fall out of my bag. Wait, didn't I already see this? I don't know. Did you? It's, it's something called It Takes Two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. that's a, I think that's a Mary Keaton Ashley movie, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it so is. Oh, and it's available on Prime. There, there you go. go. Did there you, you go. did you pick that specifically because no. you knew it was on Prime? I was just uh, happy to put it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> they were always cute in Full House. Yeah. They kind of stole were the they? show in Full House. Takes did they? Two, baby. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I kind of like those little critters. All right. Well, how how old are they in this movie? I think they're in their teens. Oh, so they're kind of... They're tweens, anyway. Kind of tweenish? I don't know. Sounds like a kind of movie I might like. I, I kind of like movies about teenage girls. Oh, no, that's you that likes <laughs> movies about teenage girls. <laughs> I think oh, sorry. You. What I meant to say Let's was that judge. you like movies that... Are made for thirteen-year-old girls. That's what I meant to say. Ah, mm-hmm. that's just yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> oh, baby! Thanks, Ragers, for listening, and some super rage love to Juline from It Goes Down in the PM podcast for our James and our newest annual member, 
Philip for their membership and continued support. We love you guys. Thanks for helping us feel the rage. Uh, thanks to Extended Film Rage Crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision of photography. Me and Leonard Conlon Photography and Leonard, we got to get together, buddy, and take some pictures now that the sun is out. Uh, for Bex Goose for her tuning skills at PotatoLadyPodcastReviews.com. To Tony from FlixX Rated Podcast for his graphic design for our verbal masturbation art. And lastly, thanks to our sponsor, Canyon Metal Cinema. So, people, get out there and visit your local independent cinemas near you as they desperately need your help. Find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site uh, for Redbubble and TeePublic. And Redbubble's on sale right now. People will get on it. 25% off. See what we look like on our YouTube channel by searching FilmRage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So, please comment like and subscribe or send us an email to filmrage@calgary at gmail.com dare us to see terrible movies to feel our rage but no matter what you do please make us rage please please that's it for this week right on rage on, rage on.